We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. You can get all of your Pack a Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack a Day Podcast, and remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or Spotify. And of course, you can always check us out at SheSaidTV.com. Obviously, I am not Kyle Fellows. I am Maggie Loney, joined by Andrew Mertig. And we've got your Week 14 recap on deck, along with a little bit of a quick preview on Monday for Monday Night Football. But before we get into that, Andrew, how are you doing on this Sunday night? Yeah, really good. Kyle does do a fantastic intro. It's literally the <laughs> only contribution he makes to this show. So, you know, we're missing that part. I guess I could just splice it in and then we could just never have them on the show. And then I would never have to do it again. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) And then we could just talk football without him. Uh, But good, you know, with with the Packers off until tomorrow, it's pretty nice to sit back and watch the rest of the league. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have some fantasy football playoff implications going on this week. Certainly a lot of playoff seating to watch. So, yeah, it was a fun mostly relaxing uh, Sunday of football. Yeah, sure. A lot of football fans, fantasy players listening to this were really excited about things like Justin Jefferson coming in for, you know, a whole play and then getting knocked out. Justin Herbert, lots of injuries. Uh, Feels like that's kind of been a theme lately around the league. Just tons of injuries this year. I think it happens every year, but this year it seems like quarterbacks especially are just taking a a beating. Um, But yeah, let's dive into our uh, week 14 recap. Obviously, we have the Sunday slate Packers playing Monday night against the Giants. Lots of playoff implications in this one as we get closer, of course, to that postseason and a ton of NFC matchups that really mattered here for the Packers, starting with the Bears um, upsetting the Lions, which was 
kind of surprising. I don't think any of us expected to see that kind of skid, but now the Bears sit at five and eight. Lions fall to nine and four. Then you had the Buccaneers beating the Falcons. Buccaneers take the NFC South for the time being, even though basically that entire division is at six and seven. <laughs> um, Saints beat the Panthers. So, of course, the Saints as well at six and seven. Panthers fall to one and 12. The Ravens beat the Rams. AFC team did us a favor there. Um, so the Ravens 10 and three. Now the one seed in the AFC and the Rams fall to six and seven. The 49ers beat the Seahawks. So the, the 49ers jump to 10 and three. Seahawks fall to six and eight. And then the Vikings set seven and six beat the Raiders who fall to five and eight Vikings, real barn burner of a game. They're winning three to zero against Las Vegas. So what are some impressions that you have from this slate here? Yeah, well, and this is not even in my notes, but the Panthers basically securing the Bears, the first overall pick this early in the season, a combination of the Panthers being completely inept and the Pittsburgh Steelers doing the dirty work and losing to all of the teams with two wins. Uh, suddenly, it looks like the Panthers uh, have pretty securely wrapped up that first overall pick, which, of course, will end up in Chicago. That's not great, but the Bears keep winning. So at least we don't have to see so many mock drafts with that nightmare scenario of the Bears getting a quarterback first overall and then like Marvin Harrison Jr. with their original <laughs> pick. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but uh, some some interesting stuff going on in, in the draft world, but certainly a lot more interesting stuff going on in the playoff world. We're not even talking about the AFC, which is absolutely insane right now. Yep. Uh, I, I think if you went back and listened to a show a month ago, I probably sounded pretty stupid when I was making jokes about, you know, paper tigers, paper Detroit lions. Uh, <laughs> but like, Really, like I've 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 felt since the offseason, this team is just a little overrated. Not that they're not talented, not that they don't have good coaching, but like they're being projected to be things that are really far along where I think their actual growth process is. And over the last month, they have looked really bad. And I, I didn't think that they would go on a losing skid like this. I thought maybe they just would, you know, have a really nice record and then get to the playoffs and reality would hit because they're just not in the same league as the Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys. But now they're losing, and that it has to be a little bit scary. They look like they're in a lot of trouble. The Packers have a chance to get within two games of the Lions with a win tomorrow and start to put some real pressure on Detroit. Uh, not that I think that's super realistic to make that up, but... You know, weirder things have happened for sure. The Bucks beating the Falcons, I guess in playoff scenarios, not ideal for the Packers. But to be fair, at this point, the Packers really shouldn't need to worry about winning a tiebreaker with a team like New Orleans with the trifecta of mediocre NFC South teams and the fact that they're going to be beating up on each other down the stretch as well. The Ravens beating the Rams and the 49ers beating the Seahawks. That's ideal for playoff positioning. The Vikings being the Raiders is probably less good, but their quarterback situation is not not great uh, right now. Uh, benching Joshua Dobbs late, they seem to be in some trouble themselves. So overall, I think this is a pretty positive Sunday for the Packers. Yeah, I have to go back and correct myself. I said the Seahawks were six and eight. Wishful thinking, they're six and seven. It would have bothered me if I didn't do that. But yeah, I 
I'm with you. I I remember you put me and Kyle on the hot seat in the preseason. One of our episodes, we were trying to, you know, fill time on the show. And you said, like, give me a hot take. And I didn't have a hot take. And my hot take was that I wasn't sold on the Lions being contenders. And obviously hindsight is 2020 here. And they started hot. They beat the Chiefs in the opener. And the NFC North was kind of a mess. And I mean, you can't take away their nine wins. Like, they are a good football team. They deserve their playoff spot. But I'm just not sure where their team is at right now, what kind of impact we're talking about them making in the postseason. So we'll see. It just seems like the brakes have kind of fallen off right now at this point and they're skidding. So with teams like you said, the 49ers, we've got the Eagles and Cowboys on right now. Really nice game. It's just, you know what happens at Ford field when they get to host a playoff game. I'm sure if, if they do, I guess is the better question because you know, we're talking about the Vikings sitting at seven and six, the Packers, hopefully seven and six here in the near future as well. And the NFC North technically still kind of wide open. I mean, you've got a couple teams that still have to play each other yet in that picture as well. But I agree with you. I don't think at this point, the Packers should be worried too much about the NFC South as long as they take care of their own business. But Part of that taking care of business gets a little bit more interesting, I think, here now next week when they're hosting the Buccaneers at Lambeau Field. Because, like you said, for tie-breaking procedures, you want to have those, especially losing the one to the Falcons. Yeah, so just kind of talking about how all of what happened today impacts the playoff uh, situation and, and seating as it is right now. We are recording this during the middle of the Eagles-Cowboys game, as you alluded to, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. But right now, uh, the Eagles are the one seed at 10-2, and two, the 49ers at 10-3, and three, the Lions in the third spot at 9-4, and four, and then the Buccaneers in the fourth spot uh, as the de facto NFC South <laughs> uh, leaders currently at 6-7. and seven. The Cowboys would hold the first wild card at 9-3, and three, the Vikings at seven and six would be the second wild card and then the Packers slide in at six and six you have the Rams Falcons Seahawks Saints they're all in the hunt at six and seven that's why tomorrow night or today as you're listening to this against the Giants is going to be so crucial because getting that one game buffer right now and then continuing to build on that momentum uh, is going to be really important the top of the NFC standings also getting very very tight Um, if Dallas wins tonight this is going to throw the one seed into a really crazy uh, three-team 10-3 and three race with the Lions just one game behind. I do believe the 49ers hold the tiebreaker, so they would jump to the one seed, but you know we, we have a month left to play, so that's going to get really, really tight. It's going to be really, really exciting um, and certainly very important for the Packers to get that win. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. So you guys have probably noticed by now that the Pack-A-Day podcast is 365 days a year, and we've now been doing this for over five years. You've probably also noticed that I haven't missed too many episodes over the years, and let me tell you, that isn't by mistake. The truth is, before I started the podcast, I used to get sick way more often. I figured at the time that it was just happenstance, wrong place, wrong time, maybe ran into someone with the wrong germ, and I got sick. What the heck was I supposed to do about it? Then I had a friend recommend to me a vitamin regimen that helped my immune system, and ever since I started boosting my immune system, my instances of being sick drastically decreased. Turns out, it wasn't always just happenstance after all. When I was sick, I wasn't feeling focused. I felt sluggish, and that led me to fall behind on my work and left me stressed out. Me taking vitamins helped, but then I ran into a different problem. Taking multiple vitamins every day was becoming a hassle, and I figured there had to be an easier way. That's when I started drinking AG1. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I not only continued to boost my immune system, I also had more energy and was able to replace all of my multivitamins. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. That's why I'm proud to have AG1 as a sponsor for the Pack-A-Day podcast. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, and in our family, we're gearing up to get all of our holiday shopping completed so we can have those magical moments of giving the gifts that people are going to love, and we can see the joy on their faces when they open those gifts. As a father of a 6- and 10-year-old, those moments are magical, and they mean a ton to me. Now, you and your family may have different holidays or different traditions, but one thing remains the same. You get to define how you give to yourself this holiday season, and this holiday season is the perfect time to do just that. You could treat yourself to a spot 
spa day. Maybe make your favorite meal for dinner. Or maybe the best gift of all could be a gift of therapy. As I've talked about in the past, therapy has been a huge benefit to me in my walk in life. As much as we want to put life on cruise control and act like everything is perfect, the fact remains that life is hard and you don't have to walk that journey all by yourself. As soon as I realized that is when my life took a turn for the better. Therapy has helped me focus, it's helped me avoid negative triggers, and it's helped me enjoy the little things in my everyday life. If you're thinking about starting therapy this holiday season, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be ultra convenient, and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, kind of alluded to it a couple minutes ago, but the Lions and Vikings still have to play twice, which is really weird to think about them playing in week 16 and 18 to have both of those matchups coming so late in the season. But the NFC North is far from being claimed at this point. Obviously, the Lions have a leg up at this point. There's the dog with his squeaky toy. I don't know if you heard that, but he has opinions about his uh, his new advent calendar. But yeah, the Vikings obviously not lighting the world on fire here against the Raiders, winning 3-0. to zero. Like you said, they have a quarterback problem. We talked about it at the top of the show. We, we'll see what happens with Justin Jefferson. But the Lions lost to a Bears team that's now technically, I guess, at this point in the hunt at 5-8. and eight. So NFC North, tons of shaking up still to do, especially with those two big games coming between the Lions and the Vikings. I, I thought your dog was just commenting on how wild it is to have the Lions and the Vikings playing twice in the last three weeks. But, uh, <laughs> you know, either way. So we, we did want to do a, a quick preview uh, Monday Night Football. And, of course, the team has been leading up into this uh, throughout this past week. Uh, so we wanted to pick one player each to watch on offense, and I will go first. I'm going to choose Dontavian Wicks. I think he has an opportunity to take some additional snaps with Christian Watson, Watson missing this week. He is averaging 10.4 yards per target, which is number 12 in the entire league. So that's a really good reason to just simply give him a lot more opportunities. He's got tremendous hands, route running, and I think he is in line to really abuse a very, very bad Giants pass defense. 
Yeah, you look at this game on paper, and you could have taken just about anyone on the Packers <laughs> offense. Jordan Love, a very easy candidate here. Romeo Dobbs was a good one. Even, you know, some players on the Packers offensive line. But I'm going to say A.J. Dillon here, and we don't know if Aaron Jones is going to be able to play. And if he is, he might not be a full go. He might be on, you know, a snap count. We'll see. Dillon is coming off arguably his best game of the season, second best statistically, but played really well against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, had 73 yards on the ground, and was averaging 4.1 yards per attempt the Giants have the 30th ranked run defense in the league and they're giving up 4.8 yards a carry they've given up 140 or more yards in four straight games so I just think you know I think Green Bay's rushing attack is what it is at this point like I don't think they're just all of a sudden gonna light things up but I think Dylan should be in line for a nice day regardless all right and so we're each gonna pick one player on defense as an impact player as well and I'm going to go with kind of a lazy pick, and that is Rashawn Gary. This Giants O-line cannot block anybody. They have the 31st rated pass blocking grade, according to Pro Football Focus. They've given up 69 sacks already. The NFL record is 104 by the Eagles in 1986. New York is on pace for 98, so not far behind. And so maybe not record setting, but darn close. Rashawn Gary should shred these tackles. And even if he doesn't get like two or three sacks and have one of those kind of games, he should really rush Tommy slash Danny DeVito uh, into making some poor decisions. I think that football would be so much more exciting if there were quarterbacks that were Danny DeVito on the field at any given moment. (laughs) (laughs) And this is someone who thinks football is exciting regardless. But yeah, I'm going to take Devondre Campbell here. And Quay Walker is doubtful to play on Monday night, which means we should see a lot of Campbell and probably Isaiah McDuffie in the middle of that defense. Saquon Barkley is basically the entirety of the Giants offense. He has 865 scrimmage yards and five touchdowns on the year, despite missing three games. And there's no real wide receiver one for the Giants. They're 31st in the league in points for in third down conversions and in red zone offense. And they're dead last in the league with only 151 passing yards per game. So if Campbell and the rest of that defense can corral Barkley to a modest showing on the ground, you know, he's Saquon Barkley, he's going to get his yards, but if they can somehow mitigate his impact, I just don't see how this is a giants offense that could be capable of putting up many points. Yeah. I think that's the game script right there. Stop Saquon Barkley on first and second down make Tommy DeVito play in disadvantage, disadvantageous situations, I should say. And then you can just play coverage and trust your front four to get home against a bad offensive line. And I I think that is a script for a lot of success. Yeah, the Packers might get hit with a couple of deep plays. The Giants have some serious speed at wide receiver, like and Jalen Hyatt seems to be coming on late in his rookie year. But overall, you stop the run. I don't think that there's any path for the Giants to win this game. You don't stop the run. You're going to leave a team that you shouldn't leave in the game in the game. Yeah, so I know we said we're going to have a short show, and I think this will still end up being really short. But do you have like a score prediction in mind? Anything that is, you know, what you've kind of been leaning towards? Because we've seen the Giants put together a couple nice weeks, but a lot of that was their defense carrying them to... uh, turnovers and giving them short fields to work with to put up their points yeah at the risk of of being a little overconfident here I think I think the game's something like 
31-17. Maybe the Packers start out a little slow. We saw this game script a lot, uh, especially last year, where um, in the games that the Packers won, they might be really tight at halftime, and then they kind of come out and slowly separate themselves. I could see the Giants trying to make this pretty ugly, um, and the Packers have a tendency to to you know, play in those kind of games. I think, you know, there's always a little bit of nervousness for me when Jordan Love starts getting all of this praise heaped on him that he's going to come out and have a little bit of a slow start and everybody's going to, you know, jump off the bandwagon. But I I think overall, you know, this is a really good team. I think they're going to come out and and perform, um, you know, really well. And and they they should because their competition is not as good as them. Um, probably the scariest thing about this matchup is MetLife Field's condition. <laughs> I think that's fair. I can't remember the exact score prediction that I gave on Pax, what she said, which is sad because it was like three days ago. But I did have the Packers going over 30 in this one. And, you know, I think it's going to come down to like a field goal. You know, I could see maybe a missed kick, keeping them at 28. 27 in that kind of range but I do agree with you that you know Jacob Westendorf was the guest on the show this week and he basically said you know this is a game that you want to see your team beat up on the other team because this is not a good Giants team and we've seen this as a Packers team where they have tended to play down to some opponents this year they've played up to some levels of competition this year and this is you know you're starting to make a playoff push you do have a playoff seed at this time so you are the better football team you have to go play like it and really put up some points. And I do think that the Packers are fully capable of doing that. Even without Jair, we already saw ruled out Christian Watson, doubtful Quay Walker, doubtful, just, you know, we'll see who's available, but regardless, I like the Packers odds. Yeah. And sometimes you get into these games against really bad teams and they have a ton to play for, right? Like they're playing for pride. Maybe there's a coaching change. Maybe there's, you know, some incentive to, you know, just show that you are building, uh, you know, up to the next season. I think with the Giants, they're a team that's in a really dangerous situation that there seems to be some upset feelings going on with their coaching staff, which is weird because they have the reigning coach of the year in the NFL. Uh, Certainly, you know, their quarterbacks hurt. They have a running back who's going into free agency they have a lack of offensive weapons. Their offensive line has been really bad. The defense seems kind of like ho-hum, um, it, despite having quite a bit of talent. So, uh, you know, I, I think things are trending in a very negative direction. So hopefully the Packers can do just like you're talking about, jump on them early, deflate their sails, and then, you know, just just have a comfortable win for once. But uh, we will see. We're so, so excited Uh, for what is in tune later today. Uh, But that is all the time that we have for tonight. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, even though he doesn't show up to record. You can find (laughs) Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. Also, make sure you check out that episode of Packs What She Said. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider giving us a five-star review. That's a way that you can really, really help us out. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself Every Monday, we'll be back next week with a breakdown of the Packers week 15 game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember. Go, go, go!